And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up everyone? Zach here. Hey, hope you're having a great day. Today I want to talk with you about some stuff that is um, really important and something that's been on my mind recently because of some just personal experiences and things like that. But uh, anyway, I'm walking outside right now. It is beautiful. I know I haven't spent time doing any episodes recently, um, so I apologize for being a little a little slow on things. But man, things have been going really, really good. We feel really blessed um, lately, so I haven't spent as much time recording things, and I need to kind of get back in the in the consistent saddle, to be totally honest, uh, in that regard. So anyway, I want to talk to you about what happens or what to do when things don't go your way. You know, I, I mean, I've been dealing with a couple things not going my way recently. Uh, we We've been having a lot of good stuff happening. You know, I'll be totally honest with you. Things are going really good. We feel super blessed, super humbled, and uh, yeah, we're just very, very blessed. My biggest prayer right now is, God, keep me humble so I don't have to be humbled. <laughs> you know, because I never want to, I never want to have to go through that. I mean, I spent a lot of time being humbled in business, and I, you know, <laughs> would prefer to not go through that again. And uh, if you, you know, get prideful with your with your success, obviously that can be that can be bad. So, anyway, um, I'm literally recording this about probably ten minutes after something didn't really go good, and it's not a huge deal, but it's been a compounding thing. So, you know, the way that the way that like funnels work, and the way that basically like results work in you know in funnels and marketing and stuff is you have total um, like times where things are going really good. And things that you know maybe they don't. So, for instance, like I've had, I've had weeks before, where literally every person that I speak to buys something, like a big product, and then I've had weeks where the exact same funnel, and one person buys the lowest thing, same exact ad spend, same exact person on the phone, same everything. It's just comes in waves. I've had weeks where. Literally everyone I talk to makes like really good money. They can financially afford everything that that we're offering. And I've had other weeks where it's like they couldn't even finance a hot dog. <laughs> it's just up. It's just crazy, right? But this is the way it is. Um, 
you know, I remember the very first time I ever ran a funnel that was working and like producing a profit. This is what happened like the third week. You know, I was crushing it and then, you know, week number three or something, it just like totally took a dump. And then number four, it was back up again. And then three days, it was nothing but loserville. And then two days, it made all the money back that it lost. It was just, you know, like interesting. But when you look at it at a macro view, it evens out. Well, anyway, for the past, I want to say seven, seven days, five days, whatever. Um, I have spoken to one good person and everyone else has literally rescheduled on me or canceled, which is, it's honestly embarrassing, um, to even share that with you because, you know, I don't, I try not to ever hold myself in like high regard. I I am a regular human being just like everyone. And, um, I know that the only way that we have success is if we lean into God. And that's what I believe. Um, so I try to really keep myself humble in that way. But I also know that like, I've got a lot of value to add to people, especially in this, like in this industry, I've got a lot of value to add. And the people that I'm talking with, like, I would say probably a hundred percent of the time, I'm the one adding value. You know, I'm not necessarily getting, I might be learning like certain things about them or like getting a little bit of value added to me just like from different perspectives and stuff. But for the most part, like I'm, I'm adding 95% of the value on these, on these phone calls. Um, now just, you know, okay. So I guess I could give you a little context. One of our funnels is a high ticket, uh, or a medium ticket sale basically. And when people are considering this medium ticket sale, sometimes they end up deciding to join our company. So this particular, um, funnel, wow, it's kind of windy out here. This feels really good, but I don't know if you can hear me. Hopefully you can, cause I'm just gonna keep talking through it. <laughs> I guess we'll find out later, but this, uh, particular funnel we have uh, salespeople and coaches that take the majority of the calls, and that's a loud dump truck. And I am, you know, in the process of actually getting another sales team in place to really scale this this particular funnel up. But right now, like, it makes a lot of sense for me to really know the intricacies of it and being on the phone and stuff. And uh, so I'm probably taking like two to three calls a day, nothing major, but you know, I'm on the phone doing that and uh, trying to like really understand what people are saying and blah blah blah. Anyway. So that's the context. So these people are not like, I'm not calling random people. These are people that are very, very, very qualified. They've done a ton of work to even fill out the application. And then their application goes through a filter. And, you know, if they pass the filters, they have to do more stuff. And then they get on the phone with someone. And in this case, I'm talking about me specifically. So these are not like normal, like, low-level calls, right? And this funnel is very, very proven uh, as far as the, the revenue generates. So these are good, good people. But even with all of that, I would say that like the majority of people this past week have canceled or rescheduled, which is like just like total crap. I'm like, what? Like, what's wrong with you? Number one, and number two, it's like, you know, I have to kind of push down just to be, I'm just, I'm being totally just open and vulnerable and very, I'm embarrassed to even say this, but there is a part of me that's just like, like, do you know, like, who you're canceling on? (laughs) It sounds so stupid to say it. Oh my gosh, I sound like such a loser to even say something like that, Um, because I I really don't view myself as that important, Um, but... I do know that I can add massive value to these to these particular people that are calling on the phone. So I'm like, I know you need what we want. I know how much work you've done to get on this phone call. 
And I'm not the one typically doing these calls, and yet I'm talking to you myself, and you're like not having to talk to like an external strategist or anything like that. Like, and you're canceling or rescheduling. Like, are you serious? Like, that's got, that's what's going through my head. And so, anyway, it happened. It's it's happened like a bunch of times this week, and I'm like mind blown. Like, oh my gosh. Anyway, like literally ten minutes ago, I should have been on the phone with someone, and they 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 just didn't didn't show up to the call. So it happens even to me. And I'm just like, wow. Anyway, two things to take away from that. One is uh, funnels come in waves, right? Because remember I told you these, I've had all these weeks where like literally everyone's buying. Literally all of them. Had other weeks, everyone's financially qualified. You know, the normal percentage of people are purchasing. And then I've had other weeks where everyone's just broke as a joke. Couldn't finance a hot dog with 50 cents down. And it's just the coming waves. The second thing to take away is that when even when things change, meaning like things don't work out exactly like you wanted them to, it's not a time to quit. It's a time to just remember your goals or your intentions and then move forward anyway. I'm going to give you a couple examples, but I don't know if you can hear that, but there's this... I'm like taking a walk at the worst time ever. There's like dump trucks. We're in like a nice office complex. There's like dump trucks driving around, loading stuff. A bunch of people walking around. Anyway. Um, uh, by the way, just so you know, for those of you that don't know, when I said office complex, we rent an office for our own business. I don't work at an office. <laughs> okay. I just realized as I said that I'm like, okay, if you're brand new to the podcast, you could have literally just thought I said office and being like, oh my gosh, Zach has a job. Nope. Couldn't hire me. Um... But I am, like, looking at some job people right now because they have a job, which is funny. Anyway, here comes the dump truck, and I don't even know where I left off. Oh, when things don't go your way. So, another couple examples. So, right now, uh, in, in a part of our team, we are making a rank advancement push, meaning a bunch of people are trying to hit the next rank or they're trying to skip a few ranks and stuff like that. So, things are going pretty nice. Oh, my gosh, the dump truck's coming at me. Dude, go away. Holy crap, I'm literally avoiding him. I'm walking away from him and he starts driving at me. All right, now I'm going to walk to where he used to be because he's probably not going to go back. All right, anyway, we're doing this rank advancement push. And some people, you know, uh, a bunch of people down line are trying to push the next rank. Anyway, one of our, one of our like, best performers, she's not, like, the oldest person on the team necessarily, um, but she's a very, very solid performer, her and her husband. And... They were, uh, still are, they were making a super solid push and they had like a bunch of people lined up to get sponsored, probably, I don't even know, what, like, whatever it was, you know, seven or eight, eight people, like they were pushing for a couple days, they had like seven or eight people lined up, all cold market, all from her funnels and stuff, and she was basically holding them to put them in in this one particular week so that she could, you know, hit the next rank, or help hit the next rank, if you will. Anyway, she's doing that, and like two days ago, like a like all at once, like five of them all bailed, and like obviously that's a that sucks, right? That's kind of a blunder. Well, she obviously felt a little bit bad about that, a little emotional as I would, as we all would, and and you know then she moved on, and we talked to her today. That was two days ago today, and now she's got ten personally sponsored people that are about to get sponsored, not including what's happening in her depth. This is just her and her husband, what they've done. They've got ten. Um, in literally like a couple days, 10 new ones, well, minus the people that, you know, whatever, you get it, like 10 new ones, plus I think 13 customers, like for their MLM products that are about to buy. 
And that all happened in the last couple days. And I tell you all of that because what most people do is they roll over and wet on themselves. Oh my gosh, something bad happened. I'm obviously not going to hit the next rank, so I'm going to cry about it. You know, um, for me, like, oh, I have had, I've had a bad week of calls. Like, you know, Mr. Fancy Zach, you know, whatever, owns MLM Rebels, blah, blah, blah. You know, I've had a bad week of calls. You know what? Screw this. I'm not going to even do the calls anymore. I'll just let the sales team handle them. Whatever. I'm, I'm done. Or I'll just, turn, you know, even worse, I'll just turn the ads off. The ads aren't working. You know, the ads aren't producing profit anymore. That's a big mistake, right? Like, oh, I'll just turn them off. Big mistake. You know, if this gal that I just referenced, oh, you know what? All these five people quit all at once or they all bailed. You know what? I'll hit, I'll hit, I'll, I'll hit a rank later on the next rank advancement. That's what a lot of, that's what most people do. Um, there's this gal that's a downline of that gal. She's brand new. And she basically wants to do like three rank, three or four rank advancements in her first like week. But she's got surgery. She's got uh, to get her, her gallbladder out. And most people, honestly, including potentially me, I'd be like, oh, I got to do the surgery thing. I'll catch the, I'll do like the next rank advancement push. I'll build the business until then, whatever. She's like, nope. She's literally calling and closing people the morning of her surgery. The surgery takes eight hours plus recovery time. The next day she wakes up, which is today. Today's, today's the morning. And she's like on all these drugs and stuff. And she's literally getting people signed up today. It's crazy, right? So it's like, okay, what is the difference between people that push through and people that don't? Well, people that push through believe something entirely different. And I learned this years ago, and I do my very best to continue to apply it and remember it. Now, regardless of what your belief system is, I think we can all agree that there is a universal law of resistance, meaning if we're moving forward in something, we're going to get resistance, right? So let's take it for an example. Let's say I'm driving in a car, super fast car. I'm driving in a car, and I am going 20 miles an hour and stick my head out the window. Am I going to feel some air resistance? obviously. Is it bad enough for me to even have to close my eyes? Probably not. But what if I go 100 miles an hour, stick my head out the car? What kind of resistance am I going to feel in my face? A lot, right? See, the faster you go, the more resistance you feel. The more bugs get splattered all over the windshield. So if you're starting, if you're starting to move fast, you're going to encounter resistance. You know, you can call it uh, the law of resistance, right? You can call it the enemy, whatever you want to call it. It's just a fact. If you're moving quickly, you're going to encounter bugs on the windshield, period, case closed. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you're doing, it's going to happen. Um, here's what the world generally wants you to believe. If you encounter resistance, you're on the wrong track. Oh, I was moving quickly in this area. You know, I was trying to start my new business. And rather than it working right away, it's actually, it's actually not. I'm actually losing money. Okay. Well, you could be on the right, wrong path. That is possible. But what is also possible is that God's not trying to tell you anything. He's not trying to say you're on the wrong path. You're just encountering resistance. You just got to push through it. Oh, I'm not making any money yet. Okay. Maybe you're doing the wrong things. Possible. But maybe you just need to push through. Oh, I was about to sponsor five people, but, you know, all of them back, backed out. And I'm trying to hit this big goal. I'm, I guess God doesn't want me to hit it. No, that's stupid. That's not the case. You're just encountering resistance. You're on the right path. But there is a force trying to slow you down. You got to push through. That's the difference. That's the difference in the way the way people think about things. 
Successful people encounter resistance and they move through it. Now, I'm not saying they don't redirect courses. I'm not saying that. That's a, that's a whole other topic for another time. But I am saying that they push through. They continue to move on. So, you know, uh, many years ago, this is, this is back in my, in our first company, we've only been in two companies. If you've ever been, if you're new, if you're getting, if you're brand new to the podcast, we've been in one company. We ended up for like six, six, so, six or so years, built it entirely old school. And now we're in another company. So I'm, I'm reaching way back into my past here to, to kind of give you this example. But I remember a, a friend of mine was trying to hit a new rank. Anyway, he was in the business for like five years. He had had moderate success. Oh, maybe, maybe it was three years actually. I think I said five, but I think it's been, I think it was more like three, but it was quite a while. Three years, he had very moderate success, like, you know, maybe making a few hundred hours a month at best. Um, but they really wanted to make it work, and, you know, they could. And they were shooting for a new rank. Essentially, they had to do $22,000 um, in volume that month to hit this rank that they were after. And they were pushing for it, and, you know, they had a team of maybe, I don't know, 25. 30 people. I don't know. It was a fairly small team, but that was about how big the team was. And, you know, so clearly if you do the math on that, it was a fair amount of volume per person, but they were pushing for this, this new rank and they game planned with everyone at the beginning of the month. Everyone said that they got it. Yeah, we got this. We can do it. I actually think it was more like 50 people. Everyone believed that they could do it and they off to the races they went. Well, within about, I don't know, a few weeks, they realized that this was going to shape out a lot differently than they had hoped because like 10, 15 people quit. Basically like a quarter of their team just vanished. Um, a bunch of people that said they were going to do stuff that didn't vanish, didn't do it. And so basically they're sitting at like the 25th day of the month at like $6,000 in volume out of 22,000. Actually, I think it was a bit higher. Maybe it was like 8,000. But anyway, it's a long way off. If it took you 25 days to get to like $8,000 in volume and you still need to go an additional $14,000, like you can just kind of figure the math out on that. That's going to be tough. So what most people would do at this point is the 25th day of the month, they're basically wrapping the month up in their, ma- in their mind. You know what? We didn't hit it. Let's try it again next month. But these guys were like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. And they said, you were going to do it. They got together with their team again. They game planned. They found out. Uh, where they basically put together a new, um, you know, adjusted, audited, or what do you call it, like an audible game plan, right? And they're like, okay, so they felt kind of good about it, so they started to move forward. It's the 25th day of the month. They're driving home from the game planning session, and their only car gets T-boned and completely totaled. So, again, what do most people think? We set a game plan in motion. It completely failed. We decided to push through. We're driving home, and the only car that we've got that's you know worth you know they didn't have the money to buy a new one gets freaking smoked. What do most people think? Oh man, it must not be the right timing. It must not be meant to be. God doesn't want me to do it. Whatever. That's what most people are thinking. You know what they thought? They thought the exact opposite. They thought, man, we must be meant to hit the goal. If this much resistance is coming against us, holy crap, we must be on the right track. You know what's crazy? Over the next four and a half days, they finished up that $14,000 in volume. They did it. And it wasn't a flash in the pan. For the next 12 months straight, or 11 months, the next 11 months, 12 months straight, they hit that volume or higher every day. And by month six, they actually doubled it and were averaging around $45,000 a month in volume. 
That is how you handle resistance. They push through it. I could give you multiple, multiple, multiple stories of this. I mean, I just gave you a few at the beginning of that gal pushing through. And now she's got like basically double what she had just a few days ago. So if you're pushing for something, you know, so typically the biggest jumps in business come when there's a sense of urgency about something. You know, you can really create it however you want. You know, we created a sense of urgency on our team by doing a rank advancement push. Is there any reason that it's this week versus another week? No, not really. Like, we just created it. Like, let's all hit ranks this week. Boom. Boom, you can create it, right? Let's all do this. Like, let's create a new tool, and the first 30 people to get the tool get it for free, right? Or whatever. The next 30 people that get in get the tool for free. You can create urgency. But then when you're in the urgency, when you're in the push, man, you push through the resistance because you're going to hit it. This also works long-term, right? If you feel like you're having you know, a hard time just at a macro level with the business, right? You thought you have results faster than you, than you thought. Who cares? Just push through it. It's resistance trying to hold you back. I mean, let me ask you this. What other industry on the planet can you make multiple six figures, multiple seven figures, or even eight figures of income, passive income, passive income, I said passive, that is not tied to your physical boundaries, no employees are needed, and very low overhead. What other thing on the planet can give you that? The answer is nothing. I really don't know of anything. And I mean, we've we've operated in virtually every type of online business possible and made a full-time income with all of them. Um, we've got friends that make multiple, multiple seven figures uh, from their online businesses in virtually every category of online business. But yet the strongest people, the strongest business owners or the strongest incomes that we <clears throat> know, like in our network, are people that have big MLM teams. Literally case closed. We have, uh, I've got a friend, I'm not going to say his name, um, but he's got, he uh, is like a direct response marketer before direct response was cool. Before online was even a thing. Did it all old, like, you know, old like paper letters. This guy would make millions of dollars in a weekend. And... He also had an MLM business, and he's told he, literally to this day. He says the best income I've ever had was the thirty grand a month that I made from my MLM team. It was the best income I ever made, and this guy would make multiple seven figures in a weekend doing a seminar or selling stuff, selling courses and stuff. How crazy is that? So, like, when you're thinking, like, oh my gosh, this is difficult, like. Of course it is. You're gonna. You're literally getting the best deal on the planet as your reward. Multiple six, multiple seven, maybe even eight figures of passive income with low overhead, no employees, and um, whatever the other thing I said was. Oh, no physical location. That's what you're getting. So, of course it's going to be difficult. Are you serious? If that was easy, like, number one... <laughs> Number one, if that was easy, everyone would do it. That's why, no, by the way, that's why not everybody does it, in case you're wondering. That's why not everybody does MLM, because it's not stinking easy. Look at the reward. If the reward is that big, of course it's going to be hard. BT dubs, this is something that came up the other day. Somebody was mentioning to us, they switched, they, they, they left kind of their old, their old traditional way of building the business and actually switched companies altogether, came over to our company. And they were like kind of, you know, they've only been in like a month and they haven't like received any results yet because they haven't really done a ton yet. But that's besides the point for now. They basically said like, oh, I don't know if I should have switched from my last company. I should have just kept doing it traditionally. I was making at least $500 a month over there. 
And I'm like, thank God they didn't send it to me. It was someone else intercepted the message. Because <laughs> I would have been like, how short-sighted is that? Like, I would have been like, are you kidding me? So thankfully, I don't even really know who it was. I just know what the context was. Um, because at the end of the day, I talked to a fair amount of top earners. And a lot of top earners, their teams are not going well. Why? Because they're imploding. Why? Because as the new generations get in, no young person wants to build the business traditionally. No one. If you're born in the era that we're in today, you know how easy you can make money online. And you're trying to tell me that in order to make money with your thing, I have to go talk to my friends and family. I have to go to a hotel meeting. I have to go into Facebook groups and kind of stalk people, befriend them, create relationships, and then eventually pitch my thing. You're telling me I have to go make all these personal, relationally um, compromising posts all over my Instagram. You think I'm going to do that? Man, you are barking up the wrong tree. So while this person may have been making, whatever, 500 bucks a month in her, in her last business. And while they're not making that now yet here, like with these online systems, like, it's like, okay, well, do you really think that people want to build traditionally long-term? Like, even though you can do it, does that really mean that other people want to? Like, I'm one of the rare people, me, Zach, that can get results old school. Like I can go sponsor people by meeting them at a gas station. I can go do a hotel meeting and sponsor people. Like I can do it. But the thing that I eventually found out is even though I can do it, do you know how big of a leap it is to get other people to do it, enough people to do that? It's a big leap. So what's the fix? You do your marketing in a way that people actually want to do it. People want to do marketing, like real online marketing. People want to do real funnels where you actually drive real traffic, not stupid stuff. People want to do that. That's how you can duplicate. So I'm thinking about this. I'm like, are you serious? Like $500 a month is basically nothing. And you miss that. I get it. I do understand that. But like, what would that eventually have led to? And what were you doing to get that $500 a month? You know, like you probably weren't, you're probably working your guts out doing stuff to like, you know, get people to like respond, do build relationships, blah, blah, blah. And I doubt anyone was ever duplicating that. Well, I actually, I know. I, I know that's the case. Um, because again, all the top earners that we talk to, their teams are imploding because no one wants to duplicate the old school stuff anymore. It's just nobody wants to do it. I've literally talked to people that are making 50 grand a month and they're scrambling scrambling to keep it together. Why? Because as fast as people are getting in, boom, people are right back out the door because they don't want to stay because they don't want to do what they're being taught. I wouldn't either. So basically, you're getting teams that are growing because of low-hanging fruit. People are gathering up the close warm market. Then once the warm market figures out what it actually takes to really build the business, they're like, I don't want to do that. Bang, they're gone. So you're seeing these influxes, these waves. This company goes big, boom, it goes back. Goes big, goes back. Go big, go back. And you're seeing teams go up and down, up and down, or stagnant at best. So that was kind of a sideways commentary on all this stuff. But the point is, not only is building completely traditionally, like nobody wants to do it, but I believe it's actually irresponsible. 
it's irresponsible for your own business and your own future because we are literally two generations away. Have you thought about that? We are two generations away from every single person born. They literally have iPhones, iPads right now when they're born. Like the kids being born today, you're going to a restaurant or airplane, the way that they keep their kids quiet is by giving them an iPad. Do you think when that kid grows up, he's going to build MLM traditionally? You think he's going to go into Facebook groups and try to drum up conversations? Or you think that kid is going to inherently know how to make money online without putting his relationships at risk, without grinding into Facebook groups five hours a night? Of course he is. So don't be deceived. This is where things are going. Now, don't get me wrong. I've already told you about my, my stance on things. you got low-hanging fruit in the warm market, man. You should talk to them. You totally should. But if you if you're... If your long-term growth strategy is to tell all your team to dig up their high school yearbooks, man, that stuff is gone, right? Nobody wants to do that. So just remember that stuff when you are thinking about how you build the business. And if you have to take a hit, initially, I took a hit. I was making more money in my first company than I was making in the current company for a while. I had to take that hit too. Like, I'd spent years building it. Of course, when I left, I was going to take an income hit. We left, took an income hit. We had to figure things out too. Hey, how does this work, right? We had to develop the online skill set. That takes time, even if you're being taught. I mean, I've paid way more than what most people are paying to develop the online skill set. Why? Because we put a ton of money behind it. Where's the best coaches out there? Let's pay them what they want and let's get the, let's get the training. That's what we did. We fast-tracked that growth process. So you got to put in that time to do develop the skill set. That's totally fine. So just just realize that if you take a hit, if you exit the traditional world of building, that's fine. It's totally cool if you take a hit for a little while. And obviously, as the addendum to all of this, I don't mean that you totally abandon your low-hanging fruit. I don't mean that you totally abandon like bringing stuff up to your warm market when you're getting results in your cold market, right? Because people want to know that stuff. People don't want to be the guy 50 layers in depth on your high school yearbook or your elementary school yearbook. They don't want to feel like you need them. But the person that sits next to you at work, if you're crushing it in the cold market, that, that, that would be someone that you might want to share it with. Network marketing is still the same as it's always been. It's just the medium of marketing has changed. That's all. Anyway, I'm kind of on a rant here. I think I'll stop. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to head back in. I could go to the bathroom. And... Um, and uh, yeah, if you found value in my random rant podcast, well, it turned out the first 18 minutes, I think, were planned. And then the uh, remaining 11 have been a little unplanned. But anyway, with that being said, hopefully have an amazing day. If you found value in this show, do me a favor, hit the five-star button, leave a review, and let us know. And with that, talk to you all soon.
Thank you.